Hi, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday <laughs> live broadcast brought to you by the Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your apparently animated head of FLGN's LVO coverage. What the uh, hell was that? <laughs> sometimes I worry that the tech priest has too much spare time. We need to give him more work, Kicker. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what have you been up to, Kicker? Well, guys, as you know, something, uh, you know, this little event that's, you know, taking place, you know, a couple thousand people just for 40K, uh, you know, as no, well as a few other event. game systems there, you know, largest Age of Sigmar tournament in the world. Yeah. Uh, that, that's taking place soon, and that has basically taken up all my time. If it looks like I haven't slept in, in a few days, it's because I haven't slept in a few weeks, um, but I'm running high <laughs> right now on, on, on some cereal. It's keeping me going, going, going. <sighs> but yeah, it is. it has been uh, a bit crazy since Christmas Day, yeah. just going nonstop, getting us ready. But despite focusing on the LVO, which is just in a few weeks, folks, I have been playing my beloved guard. And guys, I love this army. I love it. This is it's just it's like a homecoming. And and I gotta say, dude, like I'm not getting my ass kicked either. Like I'm I'm playing smart. I'm feeling good about it. I'm running a lot of tanks. I am losing sometimes, but also winning, which is fun. So yeah, and I actually helped a friend pick up 40k too. This is an old guy I went to high school with, mm-hmm. and he saw that the Henry Cavill and the Amazon things, you know, happening. So he's like, oh, I, I know that 40k thing. I know a guy that I used to, you know, know in high school that is somehow involved. So it's it's kind of fun teaching somebody new how to play a game. Uh, yeah. that you absolutely love. Have you taught anyone, Seth, how to play 40K? Not in a while, uh, but oh. I, I did many moons ago. That should be your um, community service deed, you know, right? Uh, yes. I do have to ask a question. Didn't should- we have some sort of bet for LVO this year? Uh, we have a few bets. Which one are we talking about? Well, something about maybe maybe completing a two thousand point army and then no, maybe no, that, a judge. I can't. Re- that was, I believe, something yeah. that took place in twenty twenty two. Oh, oh, we forgot it. Oh, we are in twenty forty three. I could care less okay. about your. Right. I live well, in the future, Seth. I don't okay. live in the past. You look I live forward. In my, you don't look back. You don't yeah, hold I grudges. Don't you back. might say, I, like Pumbaa. Put There's my no judgment here behind me. Yes. Uh, no, right. Seth. Did you accomplish something uh, miraculous here? Did you finish a two thousand point Botan army? Oh, I've I've finished that a while ago, Kicker. Okay. I finished that by the beginning of December. But um, I I too enjoyed the holidays. All right, uh, lots of video game time and some movies and some books and some relaxation. But I did start getting back into some hobby progress, but not the hobby progress you're thinking of, Kicker. Oh, um, okay, cool, cool. Because if you remember a while ago, I've I made uh, myself a chopper. I made you a bolt pistol. I yeah. made Shelby, uh, a fusion blaster, and I've always promised the tech priest a chain axe. Well, I mean, we're going to see the tech priest in like three weeks, so I've been working on that bad boy. Bam! Chain axe! Gorgeous. Yeah. Dude. Gorgeous. We should probably remind our listeners right now, if you're listening to our podcast, you should be watching us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that we get these cool visual elements, and you get to be part of the live chat, which helps determine the future of our hobby we love, because we really do listen to your comments. There, Seth, sh- describe this yeah. chain axe for those of for the audio for the audio listener. Yeah, the audio it, listener. So, so it's about it's going to be about four and a half feet long when I'm Ooh, done with it. Damn, man. Um, but That's importantly, axe, you know, I'm flying with this thing. Yeah. So I've designed it to actually <laughs> collapse into two pieces so that you know you oh. can fit it in some luggage, and then it can fly home with the tech priest. Oh, so um, but it's a giant chain axe. I I. I did as best I could to make a, a hand-drawn corn symbol and cut that out and well, slap that on there. So, um, so it's all damaged because, you know, what world eater is in pristine armor? Let's be exactly. Um, the tech priest has sent me some pictures of his world eaters that he's painted oh, up. Um, so I can try to paint up uh, this axe in his color scheme. So Seth, that, I'm uh, seeing the matter. chat. People are wondering if you're going to take commissions because apparently <laughs> this is a hot, hot, hot commodity right now. Um, I don't know. I've, I've all people have asked that a few times. I, you know, I enjoy doing this, but I also kind of don't, I enjoy doing it when I want to do it kind of thing. So I don't want to make my, my hobby too much of a job. I say that as I, uh, I'm on a show that I host every week now (laughs) um, for like a year and a half. So (laughs) might be a little late on that front and on, and some summer cards, but anyway, kicker. Yeah. With the new year, 
GW has been kicking off tons of new products. So what product previews do you got for us in the yeah, industry? Yeah, we are getting bombarded in a good way, right? It's always exciting to new stuff. We just saw those brand new models that were released for the, the store anniversary models that they do every year. Yep. This year, we've got that really cool Votan model, which I know you're going to be stoked about because you're currently playing Votan. And they got the the uh, Age of Sigmar equivalent dwarf, I guess, an engineered looking I, dude. I, I, hot take? I yeah. don't really love his pose. Yeah, really? It's he's got the one arm extended like he's shooting a gun, which is fine. But then he's got the sword doing just this number. Like, yeah, I, like, I, okay. The sword. This is literally. my sword. I'm gonna hold it straight upright yeah. in my other hand while I'm shooting. But can we comment about this model a little bit though? Okay, so I know you're not a fan of the pose, but the bolter with the ammo feed going into oh, the yeah. back. The ammo is cool. feed is is pretty That's, sweet looking. Yeah. And have you noticed the animals? He doesn't have like he's got lions. Like that's like a, that's a kick ass. Why are there not more lions on Votan minis? I have well, they no have, idea. like the little beast like heads they have yeah. on the end of their crest. There's like a bunch of different ones. So yeah, lions. But these are the first time I've seen lions. They have like a boar and like a goat yeah. or like a sheep or something. Or yeah, it's a ram. A ram. I'm sorry, it's a lamb. A ram. Yeah. Ram, but but a lion that now now we're talking now we're talking yeah so so those are the models and and Seth correct me if I'm wrong but you can only get that at a, at a Warhammer store when it's having its annual anniversary correct yeah. correct um, so these are usually pretty difficult models to get your hands on cool so I, I, I if wonder, you do see one grab it grab it right and and you know they always go up on eBay but for yep. ridiculous prices yeah I, I wonder though Seth if these are going to be popular like, we know the Votan are pretty popular but do people play that's it, the all overlords thank you chat the overlords is that a popular faction in Age of Sigmar I don't know Karadrin right? overlords I don't know I'd have to check in with the AOS guys I don't yeah. know if that's a popular faction yeah, but well. um he is a certainly a sweet looking model yeah, lots going and on there. I, I could definitely see some people using him as a uh, Brokeer Forge Master yeah. Uh, yeah. for Votan because the dude has a hammer in the game. <laughs> and he's like, I, I have a hammer. And I'm covered in armor. So but but you and I both know that Forge Master also has a kick-ass gun. Uh, which this guy yeah. somehow needs. Yeah, no, come on, come on. It's I mean, a, he's got a gun. I don't know if I call it kick ass. I mean, it's a, a pretty good gun for like a support character. So, like, think about like an yeah. Imperial engine seer. World, like, World of your Dicky. Did you guys oh. notice he has a little a little model of one of those airships in his hand? Oh wow! Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. so cool. I, I don't know how that's gonna fit into a Votan army. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that one back. I mean, right. deleted. Uh, we should talk about boarding actions. This is the big yes. new thing that Games Workshop's releasing. This is their, uh, you know, room-to-room squad combat, kind of like Kill Team, but it's on a Space Hulk. You got your 40K rule set, but less models, 500 points. Looking cool. This is starting off, though, with a big box set, and and these boxes are massive. It's got two sets of the Into the Dark Terrain in that one box. Wow, that's a lot of terrain. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a lot. And And it's looking really, really cool. I mean, like, it is a different way to play with your models and your army you already have. You don't have to go buy it at new armies. You just got to have some terrain. With this, we got that cool little preview they released. I think it was this week on the Warhammer mm-hmm. community page. I don't want to talk too much about it. Seth, what do you, what do you think about it, though? Like, real on, quickly. Like, yeah, on the, the army building, yeah. It, so, it definitely, it's I, – I like the idea of having a limited uh, – you know, cap on your your four star chart because this is meant to be a smaller scale game that you could, to my mind, is kind of the stepping stone into a larger scale game like 40k. Yeah. Um, so I do like having some limits there and some and that kind of gives you some guidelines to start because 40k as a whole can be very overwhelming to a new player. Um, so kind of giving them some guardrails to stay between early on in the beginning and then letting them branch out as they become more comfortable, I think is a, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, and and I think what is what is kind of cool is like it is playing in a completely different sort of I guess environment. I mean, you know, different rules. You got doors you can open. Um, mm-hmm. It looks it looks like it could be a lot of fun. I know for for uh, frontline gaming, we're looking at cons- uh, possibly running this as like kind of an after hours thing, so you could play your forty k tournament during the day. I, I then- have heard a lot of people think this would be a good beer and pretzels game. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like you said, it's it's smaller number of units on the table. It's a little yeah. probably. It's I assume it's going to be faster play. I haven't played. Well, it before. and I mean, if particularly if you're looking at it from that standpoint, that might work well because you could pull pieces out of your like your competitive army to assuming you like yeah you have the command squad and some ogren or whatever you could like you could pull those segments out of your competitive 40k 2000 point and do a 500 point boarding yeah. action and be. much like kill team it gives you an opportunity to try a fun little army that yeah. you might not want to do a full commitment to right Very i mean true. you want to you, you've really been eyeballing you know ad mech but you don't want to do a full ad mech army well guess what you can do one for boarding actions yeah. so also, probably more important than boarding actions because this directly impacts the game we all know and love. This is the brand new chapter approved. Arcs of Oman going up 
Oman, sorry, going up. Omen. 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 You pronounced it wrong twice. (laughs) I know. That's just how we pronounce it in Uh. Louisiana, right? No, okay. (laughs) Don't don't hate my culture. No, Arcs of Omen. uh, That's going up for pre-order this Saturday. This is Mm -hmm. the new chapter approved, which will probably round us out for a good six, seven months. It is going to be the the missions you know and love. Not necessarily the missions we're playing at LVO, and we are not going to discuss that no matter how many times chat asks because we're waiting for the judges uh, to make that call, which should be getting announced soon. Is the chapter approved? You know, chapter approved can get used for LVO. We will find out soon. We do know that this chapter approved is pretty major from the Warhammer community leaks already presented out there. It's it's obvious that this is going to completely change the game as we know it, for better or for worse. Seth, what do you think? Take it away. Um, I you know they they the only thing they really previewed so far is the the actual detachment change. But that's huge. Um, it and that is a. Very big change. Um, there's a lot of unanswered questions that Seth, I don't. Just before you go, can you describe that detachment yeah. for those that have not? Yeah. Really- so you know, before you used to have, uh, you know, a battalion or a patrol with certain fixed choices. This is basically like a choose your own adventure detachment. I mm-hmm. like to think of it. So you have to have one HQ and three of something, of anything, <laughs> and then after that, you get three. Uh, elite, three fast attack, three heavy support, like nine troops, uh, a couple more HQs, a couple super heavies, a couple fortifications. So it's one giant attachment that you can put everything in. So, and they, from what I can tell, um, you have that detachment. And then they also talked about doing, um, they call them battle brothers, but sort of like allies. So you'll have one detachment to put your main army in and maybe one detachment to put your, your ally in for certain. Like if I'm, uh, chaos, I might be able to have a demons, uh, yeah. or if I'm a uh, guard, I might be able to have a knights. But can we get spicy like though, Seth? It, it, from what they've released, it looks like you can also bring in less common allies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did uh, in, they did preview that Votan could mm-hmm. be an ally for Imperium, and wow, in the fluff, Votan can be mercenaries. You know, I I'm I'm, I'm holding out hope for my beloved orcs to have Tau allies so I can be the Torque once again. Um, is, wait, is there a precedent in any no, sort of lore? No, not okay. at all. God, no. <laughs> um, the only precedent, I think, is there's like some orc freebooters that act as mercenaries. Well, that's what I thought. I could see orc freebooters being like a potential Imperial ally, maybe. I don't know, kind yeah. of. But uh, cool. Well, but so that is going to change things up. So it is. Get it some is. really it's, weird combinations. You can go whole hall. Opening up a lot of just, you know, list building options. Um, And it's certainly going to affect how, you know, some armies no longer maybe be taxed by taking options they don't want or they get easier access to more slots Um, because different, you know, I look at things, you know, I'm a longtime work player. I don't know if you knew that, Kicker, but I'm a longtime work player. (laughs) No idea. Um, Wow. And, uh, you know, the, the orc fast attack choices are good, but there's only so many fast attack slots. Mm-hmm. So being able to get access to six of those fairly easily without having to spend CP, it's very intriguing. Jim. That's something that's important you didn't mention. You don't this, have to spend CP. So you can have a fast attack detachment basically without having yep. to spend CP. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Seth, I mean, it is going to be, you know, the Wild West for a little while. Is it yep. too loose? Is it too, you know, unrestricted? Who knows? I, I guess we don't we'll know. Um, I'm sure someone's going to come up with some form of spam variant list that we're all going to be like, oh, God. And I think that person is named Imperial Guard. Um, <laughs> and the thing is going to be out of honest sight shooting, um, yeah. if I'm honest. But you think so? we'll see. We'll see. I mean, those are things they can adjust with points. Um, those are things they can adjust with rules like um, and balance data slates several balance data slates yeah. ago when they said hey orcs uh you can just have one unit of each buggy type yeah. instead of yeah. three units of buggies so there are some things they can do to adjust and maintain their detachment as it currently stands so yeah so so it will be interesting i mean there's no doubt about it it's gonna make it fun i am not you know i'm not a rules player you know writer i'm not involved with balancing anything i'm just a guy that likes playing this game tremendously and i kind of am extremely sort of t- completely totally honest when i'm saying i'm excited about this because yeah. i like to bring whatever the hell i like i don't necessarily want to bring models because i'm trying to build a detachment i just want well, to bring the stuff it, i like it opens up a lot more themey build like yes. if you are playing the armored company the armored Guilty. company you know probably doesn't have a lot of infantry running mm-hmm. around so if you can build a list that is just heavy supports and hqs yeah. and you know some of the support vehicle tanks and fast attack and whatever 
And and Seth, you saw my Admech army. I ran a mm-hmm. lot of the sulfur hounds and the the raiders. I love the cavalry and Admech. I would love to be able to have an army that was nothing but tanks and cavalry, like no ground, no infantry whatsoever. Is it going to be good? Hell no. But I'd like that. Going to be great is what it's going to be. Kicker. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So this detachment will allow players to run, like you said, thematic or fun yeah. armies. So we'll we'll see. I guess yeah, I guess once we have our first couple of weeks of tournament play, we'll know if this is yeah certainly you know, uh, you know we'll we'll. Uh, we'll definitely see how this shakes out. It'll be interesting. Um, Dorian uh, in chat asks, and, and this is this is not technically the question you said you wouldn't answer, Kicker. Okay. It's, uh, will do we know if Arcs of Omen will be used at Cherokee uh, to LSO? Oh, yeah. I mean, we know the book's going up for pre-order. So yep. 100% this will be used by Cherokee. Cherokee's yep. uh, February 24th. Right, so, so you have a full We'll definitely see, be, see it in play by Cherokee. So, yeah, so, so get, uh, ready, get ready, ready. Yeah, ready. you got to be thinking ahead, guys. Gotta be thinking you got to be thinking ahead. Uh, let's talk about some of the other fun things. We have the brand new Space Marine boxes. These are some nice, yep. fun thematic boxes. you got like a White Scars one yep. with a bunch of uh, vehicle uh, bikes. Or Kassaro Khan. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy doesn't have a bike. Uh, but you, I, just, you know, so I need someone to paint him up like the Flash. Oh, and yeah, that, that at least will lower wise explain why he doesn't need a bike. Exactly. It is kind of sad that he's the the leader of this this chapter and he himself does not have a bike. Um, right. He just runs really, really, really fast. Yep. But what's kind of cool about these particular box sets is it's like there's real value. There's not a mm-hmm. single like yeah. model in there. Like I really don't need. I mean, I guess if you have Space Marine um, White Scars and you already have that model, whatever, you might not need it. But into that character model, you might not need it. But in general, they're all really good value. The, yeah. the Iron And Warrior if you're War. looking to get into to a, a certain type of army build um these are a good way to kind of jump in and get uh usually most of these box sets um when you when you math them out they're usually like about 30 percent off of Mm -hmm. um buying all the models individually so you get a little savings there and you know you can always buy through a certain uh online company that we know kicker that might give you a little bit more and if you use that affiliate link you're helping feed seth so so thank you and and yes and i I am i'm hungry Uh, (laughs) it takes it takes a lot of energy to build those chain axes are we eating cheese sticks right now? Yep. Yes, yes. All right. Sweet. I love it. Um, I I gotta say we got we got other than just the Space Marine stuff. We have a brand new. Okay, not a new book, but the book's coming out in paperback. Paperback. I read this book when it first came out. Loved it. Kingmaker. Um, it's about assassins. Like, there's not that many books. I, that just I hadn't focus on read that one. Oh, it's so badass, dude. So, so I, right. I like literally right when I came out, I'm like, oh, this seems kind of cool. It's about assassins. They're on a night feudal world doing their thing, <laughs> taking out bad guys. I don't know. It's it's kind of cool because there's I think one of each of the four main assassin groups in 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 the um in the story, and they all have kind of their own I don't know personalities you get to follow, follow along with. It's a fun book. Highly recommended if you play any Imperial faction. Yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted yeah. to say there was a Chaos model released uh, a couple weeks back. I don't. Not a lot of people saw it though. I wanted. To Wait, which it. Chaos model? Yeah. Uh, here. Which one? Uh, this one. Uh, oh, uh, uh, there we go. For those, it wasn't uh, released. It was previewed. One was previewed. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Round two. Well, I mean, you know. So for I those mean, of you listening, yeah. we're getting a beautiful a photo of Azrael. Well, I, you know, yeah, just got to keep yeah, the yeah. joke alive, right? All right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. that. Is the okay, the Dark Angel uh, chapter master there? Seth, thoughts on the the, the remake and and Tech Priest, feel free to jump into. The, what are your thoughts the on this up, dude? The upsizing, the glow up of Azrael. Yeah. I I like. Um, I mean, the, the scale on Primaris is bigger. It makes them easier to paint. I like the bigger models. It it helps, you know, it gives them a big stature yeah. kind of towering over their foes. So I like it. Um, I know there are people out there that like their their firstborn, but um, I'm, I don't mind the Primaris. So I'm, I'm excited to see Azrael get his grow up. Yeah. I like the I'm little uh, Jawa guy. I'm not a I'm not a Dark Angels fanatic, so I'm not exactly sure what the name Watcher is. Watcher in the dark. Yeah, it's a, a cha- it, he's got a chaos demon beside him holding his stuff. Uh, is that literally? <laughs> wait, wait, no. What, what is the like? Give me the 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 cliff notes on the lore between about the the uh, Jawas. They just wander around the rock. Seth, don't worry about it. Seth, don't worry about Seth, it. Seth, They're I'll, here. I'll let you take this one. They would just wander around the rock and help out. Yeah. They're friendly little people. Yeah. Don't question where they came from. Okay. Yeah, the Imperium right, cool. has. They have so much uh, unity. They like to bring people into the fold. And these little <laughs> guys, they you know they just uh, yeah. decided to bring chaos demons in and uh, hey, yeah. hold, hold I just, my helmet. 
I just really like the model because like my kid is really into Jawas right now, like the Star Wars guys. Houtini, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, yeah, the, the, yeah. My, yeah. yeah exactly, those <laughs> yeah. guys. My, I, my two and a half year old son. Um, That's just how they like, keep the rock running. It's full of Jawas. We got I mean, it. Boom, like, yeah, I am sold. Sense. I'm starting a Dark Angels army. I want all the Jawas. Yeah. Like that, that no, is the goal here. Chaos, uh, we're always looking for people to come into the fold. I, I think personally <laughs> – uh, he would look better with a, with, come on, Seth, a chain axe, clearly. Yeah, probably chain axe, yeah. right. But, but, you but guys, you guys, most armies look best with a chain axe over most, a sword. Axes are just all. better yeah. than swords. Okay. Uh, Seth, so you're a fan of it. Do you like the back banner, though, right? Or do you think that's kind of an. Old... I don't like the back banner, mainly because I hate like traveling with them and they break. <laughs> they always snap off and stuff, yeah. Uh, okay, really important stuff. Let's talk about it. The new 2023 silhouette previews, yeah, you know, they, the GW they did the, previews. The bit of a roadmap, and they showed us a bunch of cool silhouettes. All right, Seth, take the first one. You know what it is. I'm. You know it is a hundred percent Snickrot. Which now I'm guessing that these silhouettes, because at this point with guard being out, every army has their codex. So if they're going to introduce new models, and they've already showed us that they're going to be like three or four Ark of Omen. Uh, narrative campaign books coming out to me if we have narrative campaign books coming out and we have these one-off models they're probably going to be featured in those campaign books yeah. somehow um you know with world leaders being the exception in terms of like codexes that are probably going to get multiple models but like vashtar there you'd like that he's going to be in a campaign book i guarantee you and like yeah. where are we going to get the rules for uh asriel they're not going to re- release a whole new dark angels codex they're just going to throw them in there the, the the first model that struck my eye snick rot Yes. Blood Axe, Commando. Uh, that means orcs are going to get featured, which means I get new orc rules. <laughs> I'm excited. And I mean, what was the giveaway? I mean, I thought the knives, that was the giveaway, right? The, the knives, yeah. His knives are, they're, they're, they're uh, Mork's teeth yeah, is what they're, they're called. Mork's teeth. Uh, well, yeah, they're, another they're giveaway was the, the like, it has to be uh, a Jack Priest well, I was going to say, let's go down the list. So I have it queued okay. up. So we he can does. go down the list. Okay. And the, well, we the one right here is definitely Dark Elder, right? I mean, yeah, look at probably, that. That is spiky. probably a Beastmaster, um, okay. which that range was all older sculpts. Yeah. So that's probably all going to get updated, which would be cool. All right. Yeah. I'll go yeah, next yeah. one. I'll go. Wait. I'm just gonna He's do got it. the bird. Okay. Yeah. okay. That looks like I might need a little bit more spin on that. No, that's that's Arbides. Like, that's Arbides, 100%. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying oh. to like get the scale. It looks like oh. those are, I'm trying to tell if those are pants or if that's like carapace armor. Yeah. So, oh, jeez. I don't you know. He's got a shield. It. Wait, no. You can't tell. It's just pants. They're wearing so, pants. If it's pants, then it's Arbides. But if it's like power armor plating, <laughs> maybe it's. Some, maybe they have. I see knee pads. So okay. it's definitely our beast. He's got a shield. The helmet Arbides. is like like the helmet is a perfect replica of the of, of the helmet you'd you know yep. expect the RBDs to have. Right. And also, guys, and, and we're just gonna say this right now. Um we know the RBDs are coming. If you look at the preview on Warhammer community for boarding action, they mention RBDs. They mention oh, right. them. That's a squad you can that. take as an ally, whatever. So 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 like it's already in a Warhammer community that we know that there's gonna be RBDs in boarding actions. So mm. boom, there you go. There All right. All right. All right. There he is, oh, Nick Rot. Okay. It's, it's definitely the, the knives. Mork's teeth are very iconic looking. Um, and he's, I mean, he's got a great sculpt to begin with, but yeah. Yeah. I like the um, shush. I'm not going to complain. The shush I'm not, like, not going to complain sh- about yeah. a new sculpt. But yes, the shush is very iconic. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. I have no idea what this is. I what know do, what, what it you guys is. think? Seth, I mean, as the longtime Tau player, go ahead. Tau player? Tau player. I don't he know if this is Tau. This, uh, give me a little bit more spin. I am liking the, the base, though. It looks like a tree or something. Oh, 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 oh. It, Let me go it looks back. like no, it's got, like, if it is Tau, it's it's a very interesting. It, you know, I could see the thighs. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, probably, like, the crotch plate here. Um, yeah, I can see this crotch? being a Tau. Who's um, the only if, Tau character and if, with a sword? And if it's got a Tau with a sword, yeah, that means sword. it's got to be Farsight. Yeah. So far, I was going to get there. Okay. Jesus, I was forever. trying to explain do we know, myself. Do we know how old the Farsight model is, the current Farsight no, model? The, is it the, ancient? the current one is actually not too old um, okay. because they did it in Finecast. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say 8th edition. Well, what's interesting is like we know Synchrod or whatever, the, your orc dude's not that Synchrod. old, right? And this Farsight's not that old. It's kind of nice to refreshing, not yeah. like ancient models. Yeah. Well, models I mean, I absolutely – so the thing with like Farsight is he has like really long streaming tapestries coming off him Okay. Yeah. in fine cast. Oh, yeah, no. That is horrible. No. 
terrible. So and you I'm see it on the end of the, the sword here. You can kind yes, of, yeah. there you go. And yeah, they're just a nightmare. They they break off. So I'm excited if they're doing them in plastic to have a more durable Farsight bottle. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just and the, purely the, functional the, reasons. There's one last one. All right. Yep. Yeah. This is this is what I was when we were we were respinning the Arbides. I was checking because I think this is a a Primaris Marine with some big ass gun. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, and this is just me not talking with, you know, like I've not heard anything on like internal info. This is just what's out there on the internet, right? Like everyone's talking about some sort of new space yeah. marine, heavy yeah. weapon I mean, kind of looks like he's like yeah. the gun. If that's a Primaris marine, the gun is almost as big as he is. Yeah, yeah. No. That's that's going to be a hefty, about accurate. Yeah, hefty yeah. profile. That's going to be at least heavy twelve, uh, damage nineteen, <laughs> uh, strength fourteen, AP seven. Uh, yeah, uh, three mortal wounds on top. Skull, three mortal wounds yeah. on top. Just yeah, definitely, you know, this thing's gonna be a beast. Yeah. It's gonna blow right. those right. dirty world eaters out of the water. No. But it's nice. We've got exciting, fun things coming, guys. This is yeah. wonderful. We, we we love this. We love this. Yep. Uh, why don't we talk about any kind of? I guess we we might as well talk about it, Seth. Have you seen any interesting things that you want to talk about? Upcoming rules. You know. You know. I always like to give you this little like section here of stuff that you want to just you know take it away. Upcoming things. Anything to that we got to worry about anything overpowered that's terrifying. I know the arcs. Are only um, guard detachment. is really strong. Really? What, what um, builds of guard though? What, 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 what well, I, I, I have watched a few games, but, uh, there's those armored sentinels are, yeah. are actually fairly strong. And the fact that they can forward deploy. And if you forward deploy a bunch of them, cause you can get them. In squad okay. I'm going to stop you, dude. You can't forward deploy the armored, only the scout, but close enough. I know, I know, I know. They're they have still the same pretty damage darn output. fast, right? Yeah, right, right. They're, 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 so the uh, the yeah. armored move eight inches. Scout move twelve. Scout get to four deploy, but armored. Have okay, more I'm getting lectured by the guard sorry, player sorry. here. I love this stuff. This is this is like the one of the but only they, times they, it gives them like, a lot of really fast, strong upfield presence. Um, they can do a lot of damage to you in a hurry. Their no line of sight shooting is very strong. Their tank shoot like they're going to be a very strong shooting army, and they have the resources i think to be very good at trading yeah. because with with you know having just come off of playing votan you know i was weak <laughs> my inner orc uh, had to be suppressed for a bit um but there, there's not a ton of resources in a votan army because of the points changes that we had right after the codex came out guards seem like they could pretty easily trade with them and come out ahead on that resource trading. Yeah, so that's, fair, um, that's, that's definitely something to keep an eye on moving on. The Sentinels we do know are that, cheap, man. We're talking 40 and 45, uh, 40 for yeah. the Scout, 45. And, and we are kind of expecting here at some point to be seeing a, a balanced data slate, uh, including some points changes. GW has said that's coming sometime in the new year. Well, we're in the new year now. It's only four days. Give them time. You never know. GW, when they say, you know, January, they might mean January 30th. Who knows? Um, but if there aren't point increases uh, for guard in there, but there are point increases for other armies that have been doing very well, like Tau, uh, and they lose more resources because they have points increases, could put uh guard in a pretty good spot yeah and and i mean there are ways to fix something like the sentinels yeah. really quickly because the sentinels the one of the reasons they're yeah, so no, good is great way all you the keywords they have all you can charge them but the sentinels have all the keywords right so they can get buffed by all the strats they yeah. can get buffed by all the orders so that really gives them an advantage so if they ever wanted to do an option other than fixing by points they could probably remove a keyword or two to to make them a little less uh buffable i guess yeah. um why don't we talk really fast about the upcoming events? Because we have a bunch of them. Let's start with Are LVO there more later this after week. LVO. I, I only after know LVO. 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 We got to talk about LVO. We got some good All stuff for LVO, LVO first. So it's later this month, LVO. Guys, I saw the LVO dice, and they are by far the coolest we've ever done for one of our events. Everyone knows that we do these really cool mm -hmm. event exclusive dice. These ones are a whole new type of dice for us. They are new. just badass. Important. If you are a high roller, you get these dice in your high roller package. Um, but everyone else, if you, you, you should pre-order them, but they're no longer available for pre-order. But if you didn't already pre-order them, we'll have a couple hundred sets, but they will sell out by yeah. Friday afternoon. So, Definitely. so make sure you get them. Uh, they will be available at the Frontline Gaming Store on Saturday, uh, on Friday. Uh, the store being the one in the exhibitor hall. Okay, not at uh, the, not at the desk. The desk you're not the desk. It. Yeah, not the desk. Not the desk. If you guys uh, had to get dice like sales there, uh, we would be waiting uh, for a while yeah yeah we, we're gonna try and really make e we, we actually come up with this we came up with this if, really if someone wants them now could they order them online now 
No, no, no. We haven't even shown them. They're going to be a big surprise. You, the people, okay. the first time they'll right. be shown will be at the early registration on Thursday night where you can, you know, get your con badge. You can get all your pre right. Thursday night. And then Friday, you can go right to your tables. Gotcha. We'll have them available so, for so, sale Friday. So uh, Mad Stampede to the vendor hall. Yes. Uh, take no prisoners. Get Dude, those dice, Marcos. The dice are so badass. Like I am like, I, I don't know. I, I want a few sets myself, um, right. but okay. Let's, let's also you talk about- You can't make that happen? Well, I, I, we, we really try to give like first dibs to the players. Yeah. Like I don't buy myself a t-shirt. I understand kicker. I was just like, you're like, you they, literally, they are, you literally ordered the dice. You couldn't have been yeah, like, and just, had more in for kicker. Well, okay. I, I, so I, I try to, I'm trying to bank on like somebody just not picking up one of their pre-orders and I can just like, you know, Hey, you didn't pick up your pre-order, you know, mine now. Um, but the dice are cool. So you can get them pre- Thursday night of the pre, uh, the, the, the early registration as well as of course, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but they will be sold out by Friday afternoon. Uh, a few other things we might have some other fancy new items made from frontline gaming for the that you can see at the event that's kind of like one of the uh the hide and go seek i don't know if that's the right term the scavenger hunt that's the right term the scavenger hunt at lvo you can see you know there'll be some stuff at lvo go look for them this time last year it was the table so look around for something cool uh oh and gw told me that they're gonna have an insane amount of inventory of all the brand new stuff on site at the lvo so Games Workshop does bring a, a a massive store. Like they bring, if you've never been to the LVO, um, you, you just can't fathom it. It is, they bring all their stuff and they have inventory of all the new, they typically have inventory of all the new stuff and plenty of quantity of that. So kicker, yeah. if you got the the high roller package that comes with the dice, do you get that at registration or do you have to pick those up? Yeah, yeah, good, good question. So when you go to registration to get your convention badge to go in, it's we're using like these really nice silicone wristlets, right? Mm-hmm. When you get your convention badge, you'll tell us your name, you'll tell us if you got a high roller package. Actually, there's a VIP line for the high rollers that we'll have our, our you know, crowd, our basically our bodyguards, our, our, our bouncers will be directing everyone to the appropriate line. Um, but yeah, the, the high rollers and anyone that got a package deal or a pre-ordered item can pick up those pre-ordered mm-hmm. items when they get their com badge. And once you get your gotcha. com badge, you never really have to go back to early registration again other than maybe participating in the Challenge Coin Awards, which will are Challenge Coin prizes and stuff, yeah. which All we'll right. be having throughout the weekend. Uh, now, this is the one I need to bring Tech Priest in. Uh, Tech Priest, I believe you and I had a discussion well, at some point, yeah. uh, you know, privately, but I'm going to call you up publicly here. Private. Oh, did, you not agree, did you not agree uh, that when we were at LVO, if there was a certain Forge World model there, you would buy it? <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We, we'll ask around. It's, what what, 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 what model it? was that? Is the giant bloodthirster guy right? From yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I think uh, you know if anyone's listening from HGW, oh. maybe we just put one of those to the side with with Tech Priest Dicky's name on it, and, or and- or if a listener wants to make sure that they have it, <laughs> uh, you know, and come to us. No, um, I will certainly make sure that message gets. I gotta. Oh, oh you're gonna die. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've poisoned so, you. You're force choking me. <laughs> force choking me. <laughs> Stop. Shut up. <laughs> Straight up, guys. They're bringing, of course, their Forge World store as well. Uh, so yes, yeah. Tech Free Sticky. There will most certainly be at least one of them. Usually, you bring one of each Forge World. Yeah. There's gonna be. I'm gonna have so many World Eaters to paint. Like I don't need that in my life. You don't have to paint the chain axe. <laughs> oh. And bring an extra suitcase. Seriously, if if, yeah. if you got a high roller package or if you're planning on going shopping, you know, pro tip, bring a very yeah, large seriously. suitcase or an extra backup duffel yeah. or something. Or a chain axe that collapses into two pieces so it can yeah. be in a suitcase. One of those, yeah. one of those. Uh, let's talk about Cherokee real fast. Cherokee, the room block at Cherokee. Cherokee's at the end of February. That room block is basically sold out. We have a few more rooms there. You do not want to not stay on site at Cherokee. Cherokee's up in the, the reservation. Of, uh, there's not too many options outside of the resort. Um, the resort's very favorably priced. Our discount is extremely well priced uh it is one of the nicest venues we we do our events at mm-hmm. and yeah cherokee's a lot of fun gonna be a big event don't miss out on your room because otherwise you're staying uh, probably one town over rocky mount open well you know talk about things being sold out the rocky mountain event which is actually in march so not even after cherokee that event is basically sold out i mean we uh, that event is is the fastest event like entire event that we've ever had to sell that well it is only 40K, Age of Sigmar, and Legion. Uh, 40K is almost sold out. Age of Sigmar is almost sold out. Legion is totally sold out. Um, so that's the Rocky Mountain Open in March. Uh, right. And BAO, sorry, I got to remember this. Mm-hmm. BAO is going live next week. So yeah, that's that's in May. You know, look, the world's starting all over again. It's a whole new season, guys. A whole new world. A whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> uh, Seth, what's happening on, on the FLGN? Anything fun going on? 
Lots going on on the FLGN. Um, we had Grim After Dark come back and, and kind of kick the the week off again for us. Um, and then uh, Liam Hackett was on an episode of the audio episode of Champions of 40K with Steve Joel. He's back to doing his show. So that's great to hear. Um, we also last week, I believe it was either late last week or early this week, uh, John over at Grim launched the FLGN merch store. So you can Find that in the links in the video and take you uh, to all the various merch that you want. If you want to get some shorts with Kicker and I's logo on it, you're welcome to. (laughs) If you want a coffee mug with the Grim set on the background, you can get that. You can get whatever you want. So check it out. Um, Other network things that have been going on. This is the part where I get to kind of throw some fun stuff at Kicker. I have been uh, heavily preparing along with everyone else in the network for the FLGN's presentation at the LVO. Uh, We'll be bringing to you uh, how many hours of content do you think there, Tech Priest? Probably close to 36 hours of content, you think, right? Yeah, around 36. And that's if we don't do like a side stream with uh, this Thursday show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of content, and mm. uh, the the network crew is hard at work in the background planning out the minute by minute decisions for that content. Um, and so my area, like I've said last last week, uh, or maybe it's two weeks ago now, um, I am your sideline reporter along with Dustin Henshaw from the Thursday Show and Danny uh, McDevitt from uh, Grimm. Um, and my area is mostly I'm focusing on the other events outside of of uh, 40k, and so I've been working on that, getting in touch with. The TOs, um, you know, I asked the uh, Facebook group um, what people want to see storyline wise. I got tons of feedback on that, which is great. I super appreciate that, guys. But I'm here again to ask you for some help, guys. Man, you're you so needy, so needy. I know, but I want to make sure the community get what's the, get what they want <laughs> out of this. So we have the option. Uh, to do super chats on YouTube, and we have uh, the option to do hype trains on Twitch. Now, a lot of different streams have certain goals. Uh, you know, if we get to a hype train of a certain level, we're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z for you. If you super chat us a certain amount, we'll be able to do X, Y, and Z for you. And and we have some ideas internally what we want those those goals to be, but I want to know what the community wants for those goals what do you what what do you want us to see us see us do on the stream for you guys uh if you were to super chat us or if we can get a hype train going what are some some kind of milestone goals tech priest what do you think would be a good idea Ooh, uh well i think one of the the funny ones was uh for every dollar or whatever raised adam would have to take a sleeve off I think was one of them. I don't think he has that many sleeves. I do remember there was a joke about for every dollar that was raised, uh, Seth would have to paint one orc boy. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, which is that'd be bad. I that's going to be a lot, um, (laughs) but I can do it if we did that. Um, I do know that we we've talked about uh, you know a few ideas. One of them was um, maybe going to check out your friend's game if you super chatted. Oh, I like that a lot. That's That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, we're, we're still settling on what those amounts would be and how often we can do that. Cause we can't be constantly running around. Um, Kelsey, be careful asking for yeah. me to dance for money because you're there too, bud. Yeah. And we will make you dance too. So just, <laughs> you can throw these ideas out, but we could also make you do them. So, yeah. you know, I personally think it would be great if we could just make, uh, you know, with our, our two main commentators being, uh, Peter Colissimo and Adam Camilleri, if we could just make them eat some really horrible food on stream. Yeah. Like, oh. dude, like eat a jalapeno or something. Every time someone oh, goes, eat a jalapeno I've while seen Peter the Falcon eat like 3 million <laughs> Scoville unit hot sauce. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, man. Uh, choose choose which game to cover yeah that's a great idea yeah yeah no choosing what game to cover is is awesome and i know that you know seth tech pre sticky val the whole crew you know you guys have been working on this for for weeks now i know the flgn's presentation of the lvo is going to be far better than anything we've ever had before yeah and i think we have the technology to allow you guys to go cover random tables throughout the weekend so that would be amazing i i I do know that we have the tech worked out because it is the same tech for seth go cover aos seth go cover uh you know war machine it's the same rig uh, oh, you know, so um, I'll probably be putting a post up on the, the Frontline Gaming community page on Facebook for people to throw their ideas into there. Um, probably tomorrow. Look for that. And then uh, we can get those together and get them to the team. 
Sweet, sweet, sweet. So that being said, Kicker, let's get into our our, our air quotes main segment. Um, I've, we've been going for 40 Yeah, minutes. I think the main segment was like all the predictions earlier. <laughs> yeah. the, well, the model so, guesses, I guess. Um, 2023. Yes. we got a whole new year ahead of us. Whole new year. Let's make some predictions, Kicker. Now, okay. I uh, personally I, I, think- I, wait, wait, to cover my butt, some things I just yeah. have to tap out. All right. That's fine. That's fine. fine. Understood, bud. Understood. Now, I... Uh, my opinion is that uh, we're on the, the end of ninth edition. That is um, your opinion. They've got, they've got all the, the main codexes out. Um, usually every three to four years it gets refreshed. So with with nothing but kind of campaign books ahead of us, what do you think they're going to do with those campaign books? What do you think? That, where, where are we going, Kicker? Um, so I, I legitimately don't know what they're doing with the campaign books. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do know that that big, scary demon techno monster looking thing is you know, coming at the, yeah, that, that guy, he's coming at the end of a campaign series. So I assume, you know, I don't know. Like I think talk- he'd be at the beginning. He's the big bad. He'd be the beginning. Well, isn't the beginning, the first one, isn't that like already with boarding action? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that all confused. Isn't boarding well, action? I, I think boarding action might be its own separate thing. No, but I mean, like, I think they, book. they have shown us that there are going to be three Ark of Omen campaign books. Okay. Okay. Cool. From a narrative standpoint, I don't know how you have something big, scary without you know waiting for book three. Well, you don't think he's like the final boss? Like you get the I campaign? think he shows up and then everyone's like, "Oh crap!" Okay, okay, what we is that guy? Okay. Well, um, I do like the idea of that. Then, like, like we talked about earlier in the episode, them using the campaign books to kind of focus on you know the the Tau character, the Orc character, you know, because mm-hmm. it allows you to introduce a new model, create some fun rules around it. Um, do you think, okay. I mean, do you think we're going to get a Primark before then? No. Right. I mean, technically. Yeah. Angron. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. I got you. Got me. Got me. Um, you know, I've, I've heard the rumors that they have all the Primark sculpt and on the shelf. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm sure it ain't cheap to get those things designed and sculpt. And if I'm GW and I have the sprues made, why is it sitting on the shelf? Yeah. Like, why yeah, is it yeah. not out there? So I don't know, you know, maybe they've got another Primark in the works besides that. I mean, we we do kind of have a really heavy lean towards chaos Primarchs. Maybe bring back some of those, yeah. those loyalists. We, can, we need some more good guys. Seth, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Don't ask me the question back. Do you think we're going to get another chapter proved before, you know, the theoretical end of night? All right. So, again, this is my opinion. Yeah. But they typically release new editions in the summer, June, July-ish. And that's not just 40K, that's AOS as well. Um, so if that was the case, if they were going to come out with a 10th edition in the summer, I think Ark of Omens might be the last tournament pack for this uh, okay. edition because I I don't think we're going to see, you know, that's six months. Yeah. Now, that being said, they have previously said that theoretically uh, balance updates are every three months. So we could have one more balance update yeah, during this tournament pack, I think. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, so, let's get let's talk about some fun stuff. What about new models? We saw the silhouetted models. Do you think we're getting models outside of that silhouette? We have to. GW oh, is always releasing yeah, models, right? Definitely, because the rumor engine stuff. There's yeah. been a lot of 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 pictures of Votan models that are obviously not Votan the store models. model. Mm-hmm. Um, and so either either they're they're previewing us models that aren't we aren't going to see until like the next Votan Codex, which why would you release a new Votan Codex in this edition? Yeah. If again, under the assumption the edition is about six to eight months from its end. So it doesn't make sense that there'll be a new codex. So I think there are probably going to be some more models that we don't know about. And, and do Particularly if those- the Arcs of Omen detachment say that Votan will be an ally to uh-huh. Imperium. So they're going to say, hey, there is going to be small Votan detachment, maybe helping out some Imperial armies. I think that'd be a great way for them to introduce more And models. Seth, they've been pushing Votan hard in the rumor engine. I mean, like we've seen like at least five different Votan, well, maybe I'm exaggerating, but like four... Yeah. Quite a few Votan, like very clearly, like that is the Votan shotgun. That yep. is the Votan axe. Like it's no question about it. So we know that on a horizon, right? Yep. Oh, hey, Tech Priest. So uh, so we we talked about 10th edition. Usually with 10th edition, there's a new baddie that gets a glow up. Yeah. What baddie do you think would get a glow up in this? Orcs. Orcs. You guys got gas. You kinda, no you and give me more. Than got one, right? Give me yeah. more. I mean, I want a new stompa kit. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, do you have an idea, Tech Priest? I mean, when you look at the ranges, uh, I would say um, 
Drakari are rather relatively yeah. new, right? That kind of yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, but they don't have a big bad guy. Like they don't have a like a you know some you gotta, cool they guy make Vect. They need Vect in there. Riding yeah, Vect. Kind of yeah. So we just Necrons. Chaos was a little while ago. Orcs have had some glow ups here and there. Uh, but Tyranids are the one. Exactly what of, I was thinking. The one baddies. <laughs> Tyranids. That I haven't, they, like, they need new stuff, right? They like, need something like yeah. Old One-Eye, like a big monster that is a character, or some sort of special named blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they need And, that I, and I will say a lot of those models do hold up. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think they can do a bit better uh, with some some knit stuff. So that'd be I'd be really cool. No, nope. I have to go nope. with with what Seth was saying earlier, though, like a big baddie like that. But I think we do need some good guy Primarchs. So like we, we need a few more. Yeah. Right. Give the good guys some time in the light. This whole edition has been like, so the Imperium has been sundered in two and chaos is running rampant. And you're like, we need some more bad guys. <laughs> like, come on, give the Imperium a little we bit need of reinforcements. Uh, well, why don't we talk about the, you know, 10th or possibly future edition, whenever that may happen. Yeah, yeah. Seth, what changes do you hope to see in that, that, that future? Of I don't know. Weekend? I mean, I'm, I, uh, I definitely feel the strain of so many different rules layered on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, I like the core mechanics that we have in this edition, but I think it would go a long way if there were, if we go back to something from older editions, which is universal special rules. Oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, that do you way, think that will detract? I mean, even though the rules the exact same, but like having that fun name, do you think that would take away from some of the, I guess, I guess immersion of the game? No, because you can still say like, you know, uh, sake of argument, let's let's go with deep strike. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a space marine. You know, it could have the rule death from above, and then the rule is this unit has the deep strike ability. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the yeah. orcs could be like dive bomb attack. Yeah. And then, you know, this unit has the deep strike. And Terminators ability. have teleport. They can or give it a, a fluffy name, yeah. but then they can say, this is the rule out of the USR that you're going to use. Okay. And, and that just cleans up a lot of the interactions because a lot of interactions in the game are phrased similarly, but not exactly. Yeah. And then you get some rules lawyering. Um, so I think that would just go a long way to clean a lot of that stuff. But up. we can agree and then, that eighth edition it, was yeah, really, yeah. really good. And ninth yeah. edition is better than eighth. Can we agree to that? Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I think the core mechanics of the rules I like, I don't want to see a massive change to it. Um, we saw a big change in the core mechanics between seventh and eighth, and then a minor adjustment between eighth and ninth. I don't mind a minor adjustment in terms of the core mechanics. Um, but I think something like that would go a long way. The, the USRs. So yeah, that yeah. would be my hope. Do, um, do you think up. though that like, do you think that stratagems is too much? Do you think we have, like, is that too much of a, is that too I've, much part of the game? I've, I've definitely heard the complaint from um, a lot of my, my narrative friends back in Baltimore uh, definitely feel like there's way too many stratagems. Um, and so I think if, if I really, really, really had my like godlike powers to turn the game into whatever I want, I think if there was a real hard separation on tournament match play rules versus open play rules. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so like if you literally were like, here's six strategies in your codex that are for open play, all games can use these. But for tournament play, here's maybe another six that are tournament play only. That's it, yeah. You know, but the community is always kind of not really enjoyed having those types of distinctions. Um, they they want, you know, their cake and eat it too. They want to have all the complexity. But, you know, power level hasn't been widely adopted in terms of open play. You know, it's if you do a crusade system, but rain and pick up games in the store on a Saturday, that's usually not what people are playing. So I, I think you could go, you could definitely shorten the list, but. I, I also kind of like the the granularity of, yeah. you know, what what trick do I have to try to pull myself out of this tight spot in this this particular game and losing those tricks? Would make it's already sense. an amazingly complex game. I, yep. I would hate to, you know, to try and balance it with strategies is hard, but I do think they add a lot of fun. Like they add some cool, I don't know, I I, I like them. See, here we go. We're talking about strategies. Like I also really like secondaries. I love the faction-specific secondaries because I love the idea of like my guard have a very different rule mission set than your Necrons. Like you guys are trying to destroy and I'm just trying to survive. Like I love the, that. But I don't envy being in GW's position and trying yeah, to balance it's, that. It's, like that's hard. Certainly it also makes it a lot more hard for them to balance. Yeah. So I think – 
Hey, That's guys in chat, point. what do you think? Do you think uh, uh, what they think is that uh, I good? should apparently have a wrestling match with Nassim Fuchain? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've not, never met uh, Nassim in real life, but uh, Tech Priest does have my back in chat saying that I am a big man. So <laughs> but, 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 but chat and Seth, I mean. Do you guys like the fashion specific secondaries? Do you hope we keep them forever? Because, like I said, I personally really like them. But what, what are your thoughts? Because that that is a contentious point, right? Should you get Dave choose three, all three? Like, can you all three of yours be the faction specific? I certainly think it. You know, we we talk about balance, and for instance, Necrons have really good secondaries. Yeah. So their codex that in and of itself was not necessarily that strong. Those secondaries really, really, really helped bring that army up competitively. Um, and so armies that don't have good secondary options really lag behind. So yeah. that's certainly, I, I definitely think that's an important point when, when talking about balance. But kicker, um, let's let's talk about our hopes and dreams Ooh. for the tournament scene over oh, the next okay. few months. What do you hope to see happens in the tournament scene? What what units do you want to see make a rise? What armies do you want to see uh, surprise people on the tabletop? What armies have you just been sick of seeing and hope they get a nerf? Um, I mean, okay, so in a dream world, we go back to this place where we have a pretty good spread in terms of win percentage. Like everything's up there and nothing's yep. too extreme. Like you have some consistency, right? I want people to be able to play Gene Stiller Cult or Necrons or whatever the hell they want and have a good mm -hmm. time. Like I want there to be that, but that's, that's kind of really optimistic. Let's, if I wanted to what like. What about your armies? What, what, what unit has been languishing on the shelf that you want to see get its time in the sun? I mean, that, that, that's my guard right now, right? Like that's, that is my guard, but I would love to be able to try Admech with this new, uh, AOO, as we're calling it, uh, Arc of Home, and like the idea of running a bunch of cavalry. Like, I kind of yeah, would love to they, take them. They off the definitely, show. they've been struggling secondary wise. Their secondaries yeah. weren't really good. Um, you know, so maybe getting them some some good secondary love there. Um, what else? But what about, what about you, Seth? Like, what what do you what do you hope to? I, uh, you know, orcs have had a pretty good win rate, but I've always, you know, I've I've uh, there's a certain unit in orcs that I, I have a soft spot for. Oh, okay. Um, I when I started the army, they didn't have they had one flash kit, one flash yeah. kit. It was a single model and a clamshell, um, and so I, I built my own flash kit unit out of knobs, and then they made the, the flash kit kit is amazing. Um, and I love my flash kits. They're super excited. They just never get to see the table. Yeah. I have this really dumb idea that it would be cool to put like 30 flash kits inside three individual squigots and just stomp <laughs> around the table and shoot. So I really just want to see flash kits be good. <laughs> and that's my hope. Make flash kits great again, GW. That's all you need. That's all you need. All, all right. Well, we're talking about like single units being good, man. I, I got to say rattlings. I've always liked the hobbits, man. I would love you. you and they need new models. They need new models. They need, they need new, new models. GW, get some new rattlings in there. Get me some rattlings, please. Uh, do you want to talk about arc uh, predictions and and what's going to be happening? In I mean, we we haven't seen the second. We like GW did a, a battle report today um, where we saw like a few guard and Necron ones, um, but we haven't really seen much else besides the formation um, with the CP changes. I think the CP changes are interesting because for some armies, uh, it opens up a lot more options. Uh, you know, getting uh, a lot of cp when you start the game um but like you know orcs i typically were running two detachments to get two war bosses um which was costing me you know if i had a, a second patrol and then uh, you know extra warlord trade extra relics that's six cp spent that's all my cp i'm done mm. um now with the i forget the name of the strategy in the preview but basically you can take a second unit that's limited to just one inner detachment um so you could, I could oh, have heroic, two war bosses. Yeah, yeah heroic something. something yeah. I could have two war bosses and give them both rel war relics and warlord traits. Now I'm only spending five. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it saves me a CP, but maybe not necessarily. I don't know. So I, I think that I don't know if we're going to see a ton. I think there's definitely going to be some armies that struggle with with uh you know CP still um, because a lot of the codexes, in my opinion, when they were writing them, they were balancing the stratagem costs around you having twelve starting CP. Yeah. And now yeah, you have six. That's fair. That's very good so point, Seth. Good point. If they don't do something in the balance update to say, hey, yeah, these these, you know, these early codexes, your your Marines, your was uh Death Guard were early on, Orcs yeah. were kind of early on, Drukari, Admech, a lot of their good strats were two CP. If they don't cut those back to one CP in the six CP world, maybe they'll struggle. So I was kind of hoping to see that. We'll see. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll be an arcs or if that would be in a balance thing. 
Yeah. Seth, I've been so busy with uh, LVO prep right now, but yeah. so correct me if I'm misspeaking here, but can you put in, in the new, in, in the new arcs book, right? Can you put all your units in reserve for free? Oh, not all your units, but you they can did units say in reserve that for free. strategic reserve is, is now free. You could cool. just put stuff in there. That, that, but that is the walk off the table edge reserve. Yeah. Um, but it's some, so, it's some, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of ways that they're giving you CP without yeah, giving you I mean, you they're CP, definitely right? giving you some more, um, but you know, again, this is what I want. That's what I'm you want. All right, all right. Now, hobby kicker, goals. Hobby goals, 2023. Hobby goals. We gotta uh, for me, I don't know. I, oh, I, come I on. Actually, I have to blank out. on the page. I, you know, I thought I'd think about it here on air because I've I've got my Votan painted up pretty well. Um, I have my Tau army. I've got my Orc army. I have like an old painting project, Space Marine army. But there's nothing like jumping at me that I want to do. Um all right. I definitely want to keep plugging away and adding to to the Votan because I, I I had a very limited. Here's my two thousand points. I didn't really get much besides yeah. that. Um, so I want to keep adding to that. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'll get inspired to go back and add to those Marines, those those old Marines that I don't think I have put paint on for two years now, <laughs> maybe three. It was pre COVID before last time I put paint on on, on the Marine model. So wow. maybe, maybe maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll no, get me back yeah. to Marines. What about you, Kicker? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, hobby wise, I'm, I'm actually like in a really good hobby space. Like, I feel like I've I used to really focus spending way too much time making my stuff look good and not get it to the table fast enough. And I found that nice balance of painting faster and meeting those results where I'm okay with the way they look and I'm also getting to play way more. So I'm pretty happy with that balance, and that's been something I've really been trying to work on. But something that I suck at, which is amazing because I'm actually really organized in my daily life, is that my hobby space is not organized at all, and it pisses my wife off tremendously. So my goal is to try to actually organize my stuff because I got paints all over the place. I got like half built models. It's, it's terrible. It's embarrassing. And I have an entire room and like my wife just doesn't go in that room anymore. She's like, I'm disgusted to go in here. So that's, that's the goal. What about, disgusted. that's a, yeah. that's it's a mighty word. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is bad. Well, cause like we have a nice house, but that one, that, that hobby room is just, it is, it is bad. It's, yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, Seth, but what about other stuff? Maybe like you got any competitive goals? You can try and like, I, I do. The- Are you ready, kicker? Are you sitting down? Actually, I know you're not. You're yeah. not sitting down. I'm not sitting down. I am ready? standing up. I'm standing Tech up. Priest, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. S- sit down. Yes, call I'm ready. Sh- yes. Call him the shot. <laughs> Top three orcs next year. Top oh, three orcs. Wow. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. I love I'm it. saying it here. Uh, Long time work player. It's time for me to claim my pride. I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, We've had a lot of uh, chat, uh, people chatting. Okay, words are hard. uh, About tables, (laughs) tables, and getting them at LVO. Yes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Forty-eight tables. Yeah. So, getting the frontline gaming tables you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So they were up for pre-order. I can put them back up for pre-order for another week. I'll put them up tomorrow. We we just don't want to bring extra tables because they're really, you know, it's it's bulky and use up space in our trucks. (laughs) They're tables. (laughs) They're table, right? But they, you know, picking them up at LVO saves you a ton of money. So we did have them for pre-order we sold a ton and then we took them off for pre-order at the same time we took off all the other merch yeah um but yeah we can we can throw them back up on the website if not hit me up on uh on, on facebook like in the next two days and i'll add them to the you know if you know and i'll square you away but yeah you want to pick them up at lvo because you not only get them for a cheaper price but you also don't have to worry about shipping so you save a ton of money that way yeah, uh those seth i gotta tell you so you want to go for top three orcs mm-hmm. i'm yeah. all for it you got my support you know, I'll roll dice with you anytime if you need a sparring partner. All right. You know, I was more. like, are you about to say I'm going for top three guard? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I would like to get more RTTs in and more GTs in. I, I like, I'd like to get at least two GTs in and mm-hmm. many more RTTs. This, this year was, was bad. I mean, obviously there's a lot going on uh, for work. You, you and, are and organizing like, a few things. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I, I'd like to be able to get a GT in at least, you know, every half of the year. I, I, yeah. I used to get one in every quarter. Um, but that like, I got one GT in this year. That's, that's not acceptable. I need to get in, you know, at least two GTs and I like to get in an RTT, you know, one, one a month if I can. So that's, that's the goal. Is it realistic? I don't know, but that's the goal. So, yeah. 
Yeah, they were mad. What about you, Tech Priest? What, what's your competitive goal? I know you've been practicing uh, tremendously. Uh, what do you What do you go? Are you, are you going hey, for? Like, hey, you, you know? are talking to the number one Canadian prospect. Oh, geez. there we go. The number one yeah. Canadian prospect Perfect. for the WTC team. I'm glad we put that out on the air. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Uh, my aspirations this year are quite honestly very team focused. Uh, so okay, I'm part focused. of the Canadian uh, WTC team. Um, and super honored and happy to be involved with that. So it's going to be very focused on, on that this year. Very sweet. sweet. Yeah. Seth, this is a long show. We should just yeah. run through the so comp track. Oh, let's just run through the, we got to do the competitive track. Can we just do like the top five? Is that cool with you? Cause we should yeah, probably sure. respect uh, these people. Uh, oh, uh, this is my speed version. Are you ready? So Are you ready? ITC recap the advance on that slide. Ready? Let's do it. Number one, Vic VJ. Number two, Jack Harper. Number three, John Lennon. Number four, David Geller. Number five, Thomas Ogden. And that is your 40K competitive track. On wow. to the 40K hobby track. Our number one is Matt Ayer. Number two, Andrew Gandhi. Number three, Jacob Thayer. Number four, Kevin Grubbs. Number five, Lou Rollins. And that is your hobby track. <laughs> Moving on to the AOS competitive track. Our number one is Gavin Greiger. Number two, Anthony Trentinelli. Number three, Jamie Vizier. Number four, Matt Beasley. Number five, Thomas Kwan. And that is your AOS competitive track. And then heading on over to the AOS hobby track. Our number one is Jeremy Williams. Number two, Robert Simon. Number three, Ricky Fisher. Number four, Nick Garcia. Number five, Matt Beasley. And that is your IGC oh recap gosh. for the week. Give this guy a Boom. round of applause. Holy fish sticks. What the hell, dude? That is impressive. I did not know you could do that, Seth. I, it's turning. not as fast as kicker talk, but it's pretty darn close. <laughs> that is, no, but you didn't breathe. Like, what the hell? I breathed. You breathed? All I right, did. That's I, impressive. Well, I took breaths. I yeah, you know, you, 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 that was very impressive. Seth, thank you so much for running through that, guys. Yeah, we are getting to the end of the season. So, guys, uh, yeah. <laughs> not much, not going to be much movement now. Nope, definitely not. Um, so, yeah. Kicker, it's good to be back, bud. It is good to be back. It is good to be back. Yeah. I want to tell people, you know, we, we love the chat. We're so happy to have you guys here. Yeah. Uh, I want to leave you guys with this one really important thing to think about through the next seven days. Next week's episode is going to be very, very special. Uh, it is the continuation of our road to LVO. We might have a very important road guest road that will LVO. give you insight info on how to possibly do your best at the event. Yeah. So looking forward to it. We've been, we've been talking with this guy for a while about getting him on. And I think, I think next week is the time kicker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Seth, right. you want to you want to take us out? Well, we thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.